HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Sarah Kim, and I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a Cheeselandian because while life is great, cheese makes it better. Go to Cheeselandia.com to learn more, and if it's for you, sign up. This week on Meet and 3, it's our 100th episode. We're breaking the mold to kick off our mini-series on global trade. Vegetable, fruits, grains, and cooking technique pass from one region to another. And that's interesting that that region transformed that ingredient into their own specialties. There was a time where black pepper was a luxury. And we know that because people were willing to invest huge amounts of money to go to the Spice Islands in order to get uh, pepper. (laughs) You know, stuff we take for granted now. You know, you go into a restaurant and it's free. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. The show that asks the question, is it pronounced Rose or Rosé? With your hosts, Joan Rivers and... Melissa Rivers? Oh! (laughs) Remember when they used to do the fashion police on E? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's a toxic relationship. It's a Grey Gardens vibe. (laughs) Those two had. But there was also seemingly love there and a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, I watched... uh documentary recently called take my nose please about mm. female comedians who get plastic surgery very interesting really Poor was Rivers. Top in it? no he this, claims that he has never had plastic surgery but also i said female comedians i don't know i how. know that was he, my joke about carrot top looking effeminate because he's had so much plastic surgery i think he just is aging weirdly um oh. but anyway joan rivers looked really good and then she just kind of like kept going with the nose shaving down thing, which I don't know why that was so popular in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand the, the like thinning of the nose for these like these uppity ladies. I don't I don't get it. It's very yeah. strange. I don't know. I mean, you just should just really do what. Um, what's her name? The old lady who still looks good, even though she said tons of plastic surgery. Jane Fonda. Oh, yeah. Jane Fonda is a, a 10. She's hot. Yeah. She looks She's hot great. as hell. She had her first facelift when she was in her 40s, disturbingly. Now, question mark here. What 
what's the face like? Do you have to look shitty from plastic surgery? What is the thing? What's no, because look at Jane Fonda. In- well, yeah, but like, why don't more people Fonda? Why do more people choose to Rivers than Fonda? I think part of it became, I mean, I have, don't really know for sure, but I do know that like there was a specific plastic surgeon to the stars who sort of developed that crazy Courtney Cox look mm. that everyone had for a while. Yeah, um, Courtney Cox took it to an, a level that she did she did not need to. But that's a lot of like fillers and whatnot. I think it's actually they're doing that in lieu of having a facelift. Oh, um, got it. So we but, should just facelift and not Yeah, fill. I mean, basically, this documentary made me realize that I'm just going to get a facelift because it also lifts up all your neck sag, too. Mm-hmm. And the recovery time isn't that big of a deal. And, um, yeah, you look great. Maybe we can go together. Yeah, well, I'm five years ahead of you, so I don't know. Well, okay, fine. So either I'm going to have to get one prematurely. Well, you look, to be honest, let's be frank. Let's give credit where it's due. Your skin is better than mine. You have the most perfect skin of any person I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Well, I was just fishing for that compliment, so thank God. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? What's going on? Is there anything new today or interesting to you? Because there's not to me. Um, Yeah. Well, I think the big thing that everyone's talking about in the news is that Ben Affleck broke up. (laughs) With his girlfriend, Anna de Armas. <laughs> Today, on January 20th, 2021, the biggest news is definitely, in, at least in our lives, yeah. that Ben Affleck and his girlfriend have broken up. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. His much younger girlfriend. Wrong. What happened, I, you think? I don't know. I feel like Ben Affleck is not, you know, in touch with his emotions, being a man of a certain age, a white sure. man of a certain age, uh, a rich white man of a certain age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I do know that, um, we can just turn this into a celebrity gossip website, but, um, let's do it. I know that when they got divorced, Jennifer Garner said that something along the lines of like, when his sun shines upon you, it's the most glorious feeling in the world. And then when it stops, it's really dark. So basically he just like, when he cares about you, he pays all attention to you. And then if he stops, then he doesn't pay any attention to you whatsoever. (laughs) Classic, typical Gemini, right, Ben? Is he Do a we Gemini? Know Be- I don't know. I'm just, I was speculating, but if he is a Gemini, I'd like some type of award from Astrologers United. <laughs> like an Academy Award? Yes. Uh, speaking of the Academy Awards, I realized this week that we should have all known that 2020 was going to be a heinous year because Eminem performed at last year's Oscars. And I feel like we all had all the information in front of us that something cursed was going to happen because of that. And we all just like let it slough off. But really, <laughs> that was a sign of the times. It was a sign of things to come. Right. How could have we ever thought that after bearing witness to such a scene that we could have had any kind of normalcy to this year? With no explanation. With no explanation. As if it would just whatsoever. be normal and fine. <laughs> oh, look, it's Eminem doing a song from... 27 years ago for no reason. Look at that, honey. That's great. Um, anyway, pass the popcorn. I mean, really, I feel like red flags should have been rising all over this country. Well, I guess the Oscars is for people like our age in their 40s who's like, I guess they memories have stopped or like they don't listen to new music anymore or something. Right. So mm-hmm. they're like, well, this was the most greatest song of my childhood. It's the greatest and song so of all time. So everyone happy I'm hearing sip, it now. 
everyone simply must agree with that. And <laughs> therefore, we will have him on. And the year after that, we'll probably put on Alanis Morissette or something. <laughs> the year after that, we'll have the the guy that did that song, A Little Bit of Jessica in My Life, A Little <laughs> Mama Number Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song. I don't know what the guy's name is. Yeah, his name is Mom. His name is Mama Number Five. So I just like, yeah, I was thinking about that and I was like, Mom. We really just, we should have known. We should have all taken cover. We should have all built some kind of bomb shelter immediately after. And let this be a lesson to everyone from now on. If you ever see Eminem again in public, private, whatever, know that terrible things are coming your way. Did I ever tell you that I got a free Eminem CD from the local radio station here in Indiana? No, tell us about it. How did it happen? You All you had to do was go down to the radio station and say that you looked like Eminem. And at the time I had <laughs> short bleach blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I went down to the radio station with my friend who also had short bleach blonde hair who was a boy and uh, we got a free Eminem CD but when we got it we found out that it's the one with all the bad words taken out oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was the lamest thing ever but it was cool to see inside the radio station I guess Wow, they're definitely not hilarious. down there anymore because Indianapolis is a terrible hole a terrible hole. Well, that's going to be oh. the name of my book. <laughs> Speaking of Indianapolis, I did go to Central Park today. Oh, really? Uh, Indianapolis has a Central Park, does it? It d- Technically, it's Carmel, um, the uh, rich part of town. It's called Carmel? Like caramel? caramel. It's not spelled like caramel. It's C-A-R-M-E-L. Okay. Carmel. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah, it's in the wealthy part of town. Um, and there's just a big park that they have there for the rich people to wander around in. So I went there <laughs> to see if they could notice that I wasn't rich. And did anybody tap you on the shoulder and ask you to leave? No, they didn't. No, nobody dusted behind you. <laughs> <laughs> just vacuumed up the stink cloud that was following. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I've been cooking a lot today for, uh, this pop-up I'm doing in trying to avoid looking at any kind of internet or my phone because it's just enraging me fully. Um, <laughs> because of the breakup. Because of the breakup between Ben Affleck and Yeah, you really thought they were going to go the distance. I thought they were going to last and look, <laughs> and yet you just have all these liberals on Instagram just talking about it and you can't avoid it. And uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, boy. Somebody asked me the other day if I was a Trump supporter for like the 800th time, just so not that I feel like I have to clarify this, but no, obviously not. You can be something else other than a Trump supporter or a liberal. No, Zara. Well, here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know about you. Are you a new radicals supporter? Uh, Like the the group? Yeah. Like, what was their song? You got to get what you give. Yes. They're performing that song at the inauguration. Or I guess Are they? They already did. <laughs> I just saw an image of Mike Pence handing Lady Gaga a golden microphone. Yeah, and she then just I... sang the national anthem. Oh, great! Well, I threw my phone into a boiling pot of water after that and said, "No more." <laughs> well, the sad part is that Mike Pence is just going to come scurrying back here to where I'm at now, which is troubling. Oh, that's true. He's me everywhere. My favorite meme of all time is like one of those like Obama and Biden memes sitting in the Oval Office. And like, um, 
actually, this brings it full circle. Uh, Joe Biden is like, I don't know. I just don't think uh, Eminem has aged well. <laughs> and then <laughs> Obama says, that's Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it never that gets old very funny you it's get hilarious. what you give you know yeah exactly just like our, your favorite band the new radicals said uh anyway so i've been making a lot of cake uh today for my pop-up zaza lasagna this is a free commercial because i can do whatever the fuck i want <laughs> i'm joan rivers so, um, yeah, I have a pop-up and I'm cooking for it. And it's been a good distraction. That's great. From my heartbreak over Ben Affleck's breakup. It's the most horrible thing that's ever happened. I mean... I can't... I hope they're okay. Well, there's a hilarious... So, I follow a, like, blind item celebrity gossip Instagram. But there's oh, also... Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's pictures of a garbage guy. Like, a garbage man, I guess. A garbage guy. A garbage person. Mm-hmm. Um taking a life-size cutout of Ana de Armas out of Ben Affleck's house and throwing it in the trash. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> what the hell? That's like, if you wrote that into a movie, it would be, like, annoying <laughs> and, like, too much. Well, the gossip website says that it's just a PR relationship, which I could buy. Um, Is that a thing? Definitely. Like, I know it's been a thing in the past, but it seems like with how... I don't know, just how things are done today. It seems like old fashioned and like completely unnecessary to have a PR relationship because like celebrities just aren't even as famous as they used to be. Nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah, but for Anna, it worked, right? Like she was in that one movie, Knives Out or whatever. So do you think they paid him to date her? I think that if they're both at the same studio, who the, I mean, they were both, they were dating, but then it definitely like got pushed PR wise so that she would think- get more exposure. <laughs> Do you think he ever went over, she ever went over there or he only had the cutout? <laughs> that's Maybe why. <laughs> he just had the cutout for the paparazzi. Was there a hole in it? There's a, no, there's no hole in it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. Anyway, so that brings us to today's topic, Nicole. A gentle transition into the topic of the day, which is our year-end review. Now, I had a slight panic today because I didn't do any work. And like about an hour. Oh, God, I almost just slipped out of my chair. Um, Like an hour before the podcast started, I was like, oh, no, I haven't done my homework for this. And then I realized that I did it last week and that this is part two. Part two, because I didn't stop talking last time. (laughs) And what's even better is that I didn't refresh myself to my notes. So and my memory is quite poor. Um, So this is going to be like all new to everybody. Everyone, including you. Yeah. To me, mostly. Uh, because when I wrote this to begin with, I was very, very, very high on meth. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't do drugs. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and start, folks, with everybody's favorite wet, goopy substance that turns into a fluffy, delicious treat, sourdough bread. Mm. I'm going to talk about the food trends of last year. Sourdough. Right. Can we agree that perhaps sourdough might have been the biggest food trend of last year? Well, for I, rich white ladies, let's just put that yeah. asterisk on it. For rich white ladies on Instagram, sourdough. It was for people, yeah, for people of a certain class. You know, but at the same time, sourdough bread is delicious, and it's actually like the peasant bread, but definitely been co-opted by rich white. 
Right. To the point Maybe. where everyone ran out of flour at their bakery and yeast. Yeast was still difficult to find at my local grocery store. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I am going to admit that I also made sourdough bread. Now, we always used to make sourdough bread at Brucey, and we were very, like, quite popular, known for it. But I had never, never done it a single or married time. And uh, everybody always gave me credit for it, but I never made it. It was all, all the bread bakers, all the lowly bread bakers. And uh, so I finally did it this year. It's good that you're coming clean now, 40 years after the restaurant closed. Yeah. (laughs) On the 40th year anniversary of the closing of Brucey, the restaurant, which I cannot stop talking about, that I once owned and cooked food at, um, I'm going to let you all know they never made the bread. Although I've said that many times. It's almost a claim to fame. Or the coffee. I never made coffee either, even though none of my horrible bitch friends, believe me, (laughs) try to (laughs) tell everyone that I have made coffee. I now have made coffee. I also made coffee for the first time in quarantine. Who are you now if you have made coffee? It was like the one defining personality trait. (laughs) I'm a homesteader. I've got nothing else. I'm a homesteader. I'm also making my own Windex. Come at me. <laughs> With ammonia? Like your own pee? Oh, well, I make, yeah, I make my own ammonia. I save my pee. Mm-hmm. Um, in these difficult times, you know, we all have to save our pee. And, uh, yeah, I'm making my own Windex. Um, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, well, I also just recently made, I guess it's, I don't really know what, what connotates sourdough. Because I just made, like, a crusty bread that didn't ferment. I mean, now it has fermented in the fridge for a week but the one that i started with i just baked it right away was that sourdough no no well sourdough like gets its name from the dough being actually sour in flavor from the starter like fermenting right but if you don't have starter then it's not sourdough what is it just bread just regular white bread (laughs) Hmm. yeah or any kind of bread but it's only sourdough if you're using like a sourdough starter but you could make a starter using the dough that I used to start this bread. Yeah, you could do that. Sure. So it's confusing. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you should just make focaccia instead. And I mean, the bread it turned out great. I just don't understand what makes it a sourdough. The That's starter, all. the sourdough starter, makes it sour. I think it's what get like the fermented, you know, funky. That funky. That good. That ooey that gooey that funky stuff <laughs> but then that's a then masterpiece it's song. like which came first the chicken or the egg there wasn't always a starter around <laughs> yeah there was they you had to make the starter before you made the bread it that's what you use as a leaven it's a natural leaven you use that instead of using yeast i see so if because i used yeast it's not a sourdough but even though i could use that dough the non-sourdough dough to make a sourdough starter well, I guess. I mean, you make starter just with like flour and water and sometimes some of your vaginal yeast and let it sit and funkify and you keep feeding it. It gets funkier and funkier and funkier. And then you got your leaven. Hmm. Um, what did you? Well, so I made sourdough <laughs> bread without a starter. OK, great. You know, I could be wrong about this, too. Somebody called me earlier t- trying to tell me about like some great opportunity with a loan they were going to get. And I was like, this is a scam, straight up. I was like, you're being scammed. And then they started getting upset with me. And I was like, well, I don't really know for sure that it's a scam. It just sounds like it to me. And I feel the same way about this bread. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Who am I to say what's sourdough or a scam? All I can say is my opinion. 
Well, that's great. Okay, what did you put on your bread? Butter. We We toast it. Well, I made small little loaves because I wasn't sure what the fuck was going to happen. Because I never, I had made focaccia once before, a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, I have never even opened a yeast packet until this month. Oh, wow. Congratulations. I feel like it's a real thrill. I had never made any bread either until April, or I guess probably April Fool's Day. (laughs) 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 I was like, this April Fool's Day, I'm going to make some serious bread. And uh, now I just, you know, I make it often. I make focaccia. Uh, I've made pita. I've made pizza dough. Yeah, and, uh, it seems like pretty easy. I just, yeah. my house is very cold. So the rising and mm. proofing is still a little bit of a confusing game of thrones. But <laughs> the bread still tastes good. All right, well, let's move ahead, Nicole, to another bread. Now, this is what we're going to call a quick bread. Now, just in case anyone's forgotten through our meandering chatter, we are talking about food trends of 2020. <laughs> Banana bread. Oh, People yeah. fucking ham on banana bread. Which and I always actually... used to make banana bread. I've grown up because that quick bread I made millions and millions because it's easy. No yeast. Right. It's just like a cake. It's easy. I even make like a drop biscuit type. Like I made a pizza dough without yeast. It's really good. It's like a cracker crust. Excuse. That it's sounds good. good. A cracker crust is that's nice. That's good mm-hmm. eating. Mm-hmm. That's eating good in the neighborhood. A lot of people made banana bread this quarantine, and that perplexed me. I mean, I also made it, but, like, I just didn't understand why banana bread. Like, sourdough makes sense. It's like, okay, this is a thing that takes a long time. Now we've got the time. Let's try to do this. But, like, I couldn't really understand why banana bread. And also, like, why not other things like pound cake or pistachio loaf? Sure. Fucking zucchini bread. Well, banana bread wasn't in season probably when they were doing this. That's true. I realize I'm being extremely negative right now. <laughs> I like banana bread. It's delicious. It's maybe one of the only good things you can do with a banana. But like, I just didn't understand why it blew up so hard. Also, one thing I will say negative about banana bread is I don't like when you put the slices of banana on top and they. Yeah, that's what I was oven. just gonna say. Where you long slice the banana and then that's gently whack. place it on top and then no. you take a picture of it and it looks really ugly and you're supposed to be like it's rustic. No. No. It's trash. Let me tell you something. Then you're long slicing a banana. Rude. Rude. Rude to the banana. It's no. It's like slicing a hot dog down the middle. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised we didn't see more hot dog bread, to be honest. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit drunk. Can you tell? I'm (laughs) wasted. You are? No. But I, so my stepmom bought 100% Concord grape juice for the baby. Uh And you let it ferment? Over quarantine? No, but I was just like, oh, grape juice, whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't care. But then I had some and I was like, oh my God, I am now obsessed with grape juice. So I made myself a cocktail with gin, lime juice, grape concord juice. Oh, yeah. And a little tangerine seltzer on top because that's all I had. That sounds delicious. It was delicious. Okay, I'm a lightweight and I am drinking this like rose cider. That I got for my mom for her birthday. And she like gave me back one can of it. And classic <laughs> <laughs> her. Um, <laughs> and I'm drinking, it's called Austin East Ciders Rose Dry Cider. It's been sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks. And uh, 
I've only had like a few sips, but I feel drunk from it. Strong okay. stuff. Yeah, it's really okay. The next thing I want to talk about is I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Zalonga coffee. I don't even know what that is. Zalonga coffee, that coffee that people were drinking, was all frothed up on the top. You had to like froth it with a thing and it separated and it got frothy. Oh, it's called Zalonga coffee. I thought it was just called whipped coffee. It's called D A L O N G A. Zalonga coffee. Who knew? A lot of. A lot of people, apparently. A lot of Instagram influ- a lot of Instagram influencers. Yeah, but they were calling it whipped coffee back then. Back in the day, 35 years ago in 2020. My um, sister okay. made it. And how was it? Did she like it? She said she couldn't get it to be whipped up enough. She couldn't make it look like a frosty. Oh, interesting. I did not try it. Me either. Um, just making regular French press was, like, enough for me. I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe I made coffee. last thing I'm going to do is with it right but maybe next year um another food trend nicole let's see did you do this window skill window sill scallions no i didn't do that i never buy scallions oh right you're not really an alien person i like garlic you do like garlic i was actually just gonna say that okay window sill scallions i did try doing this it takes a very long time to grow i consume scallions at a very high quantity i put scallions in almost everything um, so this just didn't grow fast enough for me. I tried it and I was like, there's just scallions like rotting away in my window. But I also do appreciate it as a no waste kind of thing. I think that's pretty cool. Sure. Um, and I love scallions. <clears throat> okay, moving on. Pretty focaccia bread. Oh, yeah. I like the ones with all the rainbow things where you literally have to slice up like six cherry tomatoes and 400 pieces of basil. Like you just like don't. It's a focaccia bread, so you're not going to put a whole box of cherry tomatoes on there, but you're going to slice up, like, ten of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I'm hoping that in 2021 that we end up with more, like, pornographic ones. Like, lots of, like, dicks, butts, buttholes, armpits, vaginas, vagina holes. (laughs) I did enjoy making focaccia. It seems like it's pretty hard to screw it up, and that's my type of situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty easy. But you know what is hard? And uh, easy to screw up, making a design in thinly sliced mushrooms that resemble a hairy 70s crotch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm hoping for. I've got my fingies, my phalanges crossed for next year that we see more of that. You can use those little hairs on your scallions to make realistic oh. looking hair. Oh, Nicole, now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. And scallion hair. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Another thing that... Uh, I read about but hadn't seen. I'm intrigued by this. Also horrified by it. Charcuterie houses. Oh, I love this. I haven't seen that, but I read that it was a trend. I didn't know it was a trend. I tried to convince my sister to do it instead of making a gingerbread house because here's my problem with the gingerbread house. You can't eat it. So why make a decoration out of food that you can't eat and that will then perish? Right. We talked about this in our gingerbread episode. It's food waste. I don't understand it. My sister made a gingerbread house. It took her like 16 hours. Hmm, and if she had time. made it out of charcuterie, she could have eaten it and it would have been awesome. Okay, but do you leave it out? Like you just have to leave it in the fridge and you just bring it out one time and then people just descend upon it and eat it? Yeah. <sighs> Is it f- Otherwise, pickles those, in it? a charcuterie house probably costs like $2,000, I'm yeah. assuming. <laughs> it's almost as much as a real house. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely better be eating that shit. 
How much do you think the house, like a real full size house, like a three bedroom house, two bathroom made of charcuterie would cost? Probably <laughs> the same as a, a three bedroom house, $300,000. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. If anybody out there wants to build their dream house out of meat, please call me. I'm still <laughs> single, believe it or not. Okay. Another trend that I noticed and uh, disliked is mini pancake cereal. Mm, despise. Yeah. Not interested in that. Don't love pancakes. Um, the whole point of cereal is for it to be crunchy. And I like pancakes, but wh- I don't. They're no. fine. They're okay, but they, they're they're not they don't belong with milk. When did this no. happen that we eat pancakes and milk? I don't know. I didn't yeah. approve it. I don't this did not come even come across my desk. Also, so. I'm suspicious. I, I don't know how many people actually did this. I mean, I saw the pictures on Instagram, but they were people that were not like real. Yeah, this is the first sign that robots are among, <laughs> living amongst us. Is this like cinnamon toast crunch. That's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was like some kind of pancake flavored cereal back then. Or was, would you say French Toast Crunch? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But do you remember French Toast Crunch? Was, was that like real? French to- yeah, there was like a French Toast cereal oh. when we were kids. Yeah. It was like teeny French Toast. It was a little mapley tasting, but like it was fine. Yeah. I don't I'll eat almost like any cereal. Maple flavoring. Yeah, me neither. I don't love it, but I'd prefer it to this. Okay, next trend that I did not see. Thank the fucking Lord, but apparently exists. Frog bread? I don't know about this either. Psychopaths in America, what are you doing? It's a bread that looks like a fucking frog. Is it like a challah? <clears throat> I think it's, yeah, I think it's an enriched dough that then people decorate to look like a frog. I just Googled it. Oh, yeah, it looks like a challah. They are yeah. pretty scary looking. Don't holla at me with that frog bread. I will have no <laughs> part in that. Keep that away from me, please. This one is creepily realistic. Yeah, not interested. Okay, next thing. This is obviously a big craze. I feel like I'm being really negative, but I just can't help it. The words plant-based. Replacing, you know, vegetarian or whatever. Plant-based this, plant-based this. We got plant-based, you know, meatloaf. We have plant-based fucking milk, whatever. That happened this year? I feel like that's been around. I know, but it's just like everything's plant-based. The verbiage of plant-based is everywhere. You can't avoid it. Yeah, there's, it's fine. A, there's a commercial for pistachios going around that says the pistachios, the original plant-based protein. <laughs> right. It's like everything is plant-based. It's the salad. It's plant-based. All right. Got it. Plant-based. Cool. Back. CBD, again, this year is just all up in our area codes. Um, <laughs> it's fine, but it's fake probably and whatever. Two Jewish delicacies that I love, uh, I'm happy to see around, babka and latkes. Oh, yeah. Yum. But I feel like latkes, everyone makes those always. They do, but I feel like this year they trended particularly hard. And, like, I've seen a bunch of, like, uh, restaurants doing, like, latkes all year. And, like, this kind of filled latka and that kind of filled latka. And I'm, I'm, I'm around for that. I like that. I like latkes. They're delicious. They're crunchy. It's a fried potato. Yeah, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Um, and then, uh, as always, Allison Roman's sloppy basic cooking. Um, can't be avoided. Throwing in unreasonable amounts of dill onto things. And I speak to this as a dill lover. Um, <laughs> nothing can stop her. God bless. Go with God. <laughs> so, 
Do you want to hear a little bit about the predictions for 2021 according to everyone's favorite food website, Business Insider? Yes. Okay. So, Starfruit. According to business, this is what Business Insider says. In a food culture fueled by Instagram, aesthetically pleasing foods can quickly rise in popularity. Not only does Starfruit make for a great social media picture, but the tart fruit also has a number of benefits. Healthline reports that starfruit is low in calories, an excellent source of fiber and vitamin C, and has been shown to reduce fatty liver risk and cholesterol in your favorite animal, mice. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So stock up on that starfruit, everyone. It's readily available and really practical. <laughs> I've never even seen a starfruit in Indiana. Never. never. I've never even seen one here in New York City. I mean, I, I guess have. that's probably not true. I probably have, but. I don't see them a lot. How do you have you ever had a star fruit? I think so. I don't think I've ever had it. It's I think it's good. I don't really remember. I'm gonna tell you and the listener something right now that you might not know about me. I'm not like a super uh lover of tropical fruits. It's not that I won't <laughs> eat them, but it's like by uh mangoes mangoes nice. Can I chime in? Ah! Yeah. Amanda. Hi, yes, Hello. our producer Amanda. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've had star fruit. Yeah. Tell us about it. What can was you it like? Eat the peel? Yes, you can. You can eat the peel. And it tastes like it's like it's super tangy and the only it's it's I don't even know how to describe it. But it, if you like citrusy fruits, mm-hmm. it's definitely it's 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 good. Really? Do you I just do eat like it by itself? Fruits. What was that? Do you just eat it by itself? Yeah, I if if I recall correctly, it has you know how sometimes when you open an orange, right? It has like these super super tiny 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 seeds that you could just sort of eat and yeah, it won't kill you, right? Starfruit sometimes has those. Oh, okay. I, I don't I don't recall they actually have seeds. What's the texture like? Are we talking like a papaya, like a human flesh consistency? <laughs> um, have you ever eaten human flesh? Just. You're out of curiosity, <laughs> or it's would like you? It's like chicken. <laughs> it's like chicken. <laughs> Is it like I'm thinking like that it has a consistency though of like, like a peach or a mango or something. It's firmer. Mm. Well, it's well. The thing is that for peaches, you have soft peaches, and you also have crunchy peaches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I'm not. It's like. Almost right in the middle. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, well, my birthday is next week, and if you wouldn't mind delivering me like a few hundred cases so I could try oh, yeah. a variety of them. Maybe, maybe not a hundred, just in case if you don't like them. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you never know. You got to find the perfect one. I, I wouldn't want to start off with a bad star fruit. Can you juice mm-hmm. it in your juicer? Yeah, I could put anything in my juicer. I could put a belt into my juicer. That thing right? is like grinds. Yeah. I think you should just juice it, remove all the important healthy fiber and just get the juice out of there. And the cool shape and just mix it with other things so I can't even taste it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, Amanda. Preesh. Much preesh. For sure. Um, Okay, moving on. According to, again, Business Insider, America's number one food uh, blog. Mm -hmm. Um, A number of, oh, they say the next thing is squid ink. That's That's the next? That was thing? the next big thing that's going to come up in 2021. What year is it? <laughs> it's the I year, feel like the this year was... is 1998. Yeah, I feel like they just published the same blog that they had in 1998. Well, this... you're going to recoil after I read the next one after Squid Ink. It's even, it's even more of a throwback. 
A number of different food items involving squid ink have recently hit the market, including squid ink burger buns and pasta. The ink is said to add a slightly salty, briny taste to dishes and and may reduce blood pressure or have other positive benefits. Research, however, is mixed and not substantial enough to prove any health benefits. Like all food. Right. So don't stop going to the gym. Um, Oh, are those black burger buns? Those are squid ink? Burger buns? I thought they were like black sesame. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Squid ink. Are you sure? No. (laughs) I have no clue. (laughs) No clue. Really? I'm not. I'm only a Martin's bun person. Martin's (laughs) or brioche are best. Uh, uh, I feel like they're black sesame. That's really, that's the new trend that's been around for five years instead of 30 years. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen to this aged new trend. Brussels sprouts. (laughs) (laughs) Brussels sprouts. Though Brussels sprouts have gotten a bad rep in years past, I'm truly, this is really like predictions for 2021. Foodies are now absolutely (laughs) loving the vegetable and increased sales year after year are proving it. So are you serious? Brussels sprouts is really the one? Yes. Brussels sprouts are undergoing (laughs) a renaissance. Jacob Schaefer, a spokesman for Mans, told Vegetable Growers News. They definitely were in 2002. That's true. Uh, The rise is in some ways connected to recent research. Slating Brussels sprouts are a rich source of many nutrients compared to kale. (laughs) That is not why. (laughs) Jacob Schaefer, please call into the show. We've got some questions for you. Where are you getting research from? Who are you polling for this? Um, Okay, look, these are my predictions. For 2021 and i'm i'm curious to what yours are um bottled tears mm-hmm. grass just regular old grass just plain old lawn grass like not like the going out the scent no. from gap from the 90s oh oh my god no but i totally had forgotten about that that was my favorite it was that's that's amazing that's a throw that's like abercrombie eight i think you can um still find it on ebay Really? Well, I know what I'm getting you for Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Other predictions of things that are maybe popular to eat in 2021. The rich. Oh, yeah. That's a little wink and a nudge to you, my friend. Um, Squirrel and pigeon. Mm -hmm. Ice cream. (laughs) Low-calorie plant-based ice cream. Yes. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Quesadillas. Oh, yeah. Those are going to come back for sure. Hard painkillers. I feel like there haven't been enough scientific studies about the benefits of quesadillas. Right? Like, according to researcher Josh Schaefer, Schaefer, a spokesman for MANS, told Vegetable Growers News, quesadillas are rich in plant-based micronutrients. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, painkillers. Soylent green. Painkiller is the delicious cocktail or the painkiller? No, like as in just like painkillers, like the got it, the, the drug. Um, soylent green, acid, pears, ring pops, um, pumpkin spice, but in the springtime. Whoa, <laughs> like Christmas in July. Exactly. Crunchy things like glass and potato chips. Uh, That's already happening with the Hot Pocket scandal. Wait, there was glass in the Hot Pockets? Yeah, there was bits of plastic in glass 
shards in the hot pocket. They had to recall them. Interesting. Somebody said to me, it's funny, I've been listening to a lot of David Sedaris books recently, and somebody, like, I posted some anti-Biden thing on, like, Instagram a couple months ago, and some person, like, rich liberal person that follows me was, like, quoted David Sedaris and being, like, you can choose between having a shit sandwich and a shit sandwich full of glass, and I'm just, like, couldn't we just, like, not have a shit sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Could we just have another option that doesn't contain shit? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Why is this the option for you guys? Mm. But bless your soul, David Stairs. You're a hilarious person. Um, okay, grain alcohol and pipes. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, and then I... Oh, go ahead. Well, on the, along those lines, Molotov cocktails, right? Oh, yes. That's going to be hot at every cocktail bar. Molotov cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then also here I wrote papaya and cyanide. Oh, that's a nice combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a papaya full of cyanide. Well, you know, some seeds do contain cyanide, so maybe papaya, papaya seeds have cyanide in them. Papayanide? Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. Papayanide, 2021. Before you get to my predictions, I want to let you know that the black hamburger bun is a Japanese thing called a kuro burger okay um sold japanese burger king and the buns and cheese are turned black with charcoal oh wow wait the cheese is black as well yep and the ketchup and the onions are colored black with squid ink oh my god and what about the burger is that colored black as well or it's just already dark burger colored burger meat wow the black cheese to me is not is not appetizing, but no, no, no. The but black cheese does not. Japanese people at Burger King, I guess if I'd always had it, it would be like normal and delicious. Um, I think that my predictions for the upcoming year are just that like preppers, it's going to become like hip, like being a prepper. It's going to become instead of just like a fringe element of society, it's going to be like everybody's gonna have like water bricks and they're gonna learn how to clean and gut a fish and the rich oh, people like a prep cook no like prepper like doomsday preppers oh god i got it oh yeah that definitely <laughs> i'm like being a prep cook i guess it could trend if restaurants ever open back up no i think doomsday prepping is gonna become like hip and like glamping but doomsday prepping that's what totally <laughs> glamping so like rich people are gonna buy like cabins and you know outfit them with generators and stuff so when the power grid goes down they can still have power and then people including myself will need to learn how to survive in the wild by taking some courses do we think we're gonna see like artisanal canned foods oh sure like really expensive spam bougie, bougie beans and weenies Yes, bougie beans and weenies. We should start that. Also, trademark. Nobody can take that name. We've already done it. <laughs> bougie beans and weenies coming to you this April <laughs> from Nicole and Zara. Nicole and Zara's bougie beans and weenies. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. We should ask Ben Affleck if he wants to invest in this now that he's single. Yeah. He has money to spend. <laughs> All we gotta do is show up with two cardboard cutouts of ourselves and we're in business. <laughs> Allegedly. Death. I'm dying. Is there anything else that you predict? Um, no, I mean, that's, I feel like that's going to be the big, 
It's a big thing. People mm. like the Kardashians are gonna like be doing doomsday prep. Like sure. they're gonna learn how to kill and clean fish and you Why know stop at fish. <laughs> It's like fish is probably easier to like quickly learn than I bet to they're going to do people shoot deers. Why stop at deer? <laughs> My name is Sarah Kim and I'm from Austin, Texas. I'm a Cheeselandian because while life is great, cheese makes it better. Wisconsin cheese has proven time and time again to be a delicious expression of craft, hard work, and tradition. As a Cheeselandian, I am able to share a Gouda experience with fellow cheese and food lovers nationwide, as well as connect with cheese producers and cheesemongers, taking my love of cheese to another level. I invite you to join Cheeselandia because during these difficult times, it has been even more important to take it easy and get cheesy. The Cheeselandia community and events have been the glue helping to keep us together and connected. And I would love it if you would join me. And let's face it, if you hear the word cheese and get a little hungry, then you've found a place you can call home. To find out more about Cheeselandia, go to cheeselandia.com. Okay, moving on. I'm going to move on to a topic that's close to both our hearts. You kind of mentioned this last week, and I'm going to go right ahead into mine. Movies we loved of 2020. Mm-hmm. Or hated. <clears throat> or hated. I'm just going to talk about a couple of, like, I got hard. I got hard for Robert <laughs> Redford. <laughs> you sure did. I got hard for young and old Robert Redford. <laughs> um, I've watched pretty much every one of his movies. Um, we talk expect- about it a lot in the podcast, especially uh, the lobster bisque. <laughs> oh, yes, especially the episode that we dedicated to Robert Redford <laughs> and Paul Newman. Um, I also really just appreciated more than ever Nicolas Cage and his body of work. <laughs> I think that's fine. I, I like some, there's some Nicolas Cage good stuff out there. There's a lot of good Nick Cage movies. Um, I watched a movie that I really liked the other day called Always Be My Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's a Netflix original. I thought it was really good, and I was prepared to be like, uh, whatever, I'm just going to put this on the background. It was like, it had, like, good taste. Like, who, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, first of all, it was a movie about cooking that wasn't, like, super unrealistic. It was a little unrealistic. <laughs> like, it was, but it wasn't so silly. Like, I don't know, it didn't just have, like, these buzzwords that were used totally incorrectly. Yeah, but she's like bi coastally opening a restaurant and she's like 28 or something. <clears throat> okay, fine. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it didn't have my least favorite trope in cooking movies where they're like, watch my station. That will make me throw something at my television. Mm-hmm. That will make me light my hair on fire. That's like asking somebody to, like, if you're riding in a bike race and you're like, hey, can I'm going to get off my bike? Can you just ride both our bikes for like 10 or 15 miles? It's called ghost riding. <clears throat> yeah, the can whip. you just ghost ride the whip? <laughs> Um, I liked it. Uh, Deer Hunter, never had seen it. Watched it. I watched. You, when did you watch Deer Hunter? I watched it on Valentine's Day. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I watched it sometime during Guar, and I uh, was like, I had I never seen it. I don't also, think I knew that you were doing this. <laughs> well, next time I watch it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I watched Kramer versus Kramer. I'd never seen that before. Loved oh, it. yeah. Seen that. Meryl Streep is so hot. <clears throat> so 
so hot. And I watched. But it's such um, a sad movie. It's a very sad movie. But it's very, very good. I watched a couple other movies for the first time. Dog Day Afternoon. I'd never seen that before. Oh, I I love that that movie. So funny. And of course, as any avid listener of this podcast will know, I watched Sophie's Choice for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Thought it was about uh, abortion. And I realized it was about the Holocaust. (laughs) (laughs) It's still the greatest, funniest thing that's ever happened on the planet Earth. It sure is, isn't it? Um, and I got really into, I don't watch a lot of series, series, series I, but I watched the series Fargo and I really, really liked it. I thought it was great. The, did you start from the beginning or just yes. the most recent one? I started from the beginning. I didn't actually love the most recent one, but the begin the season two was my favorite Kirsten Dunst. I didn't like Colin Hanks in the first one, so I couldn't get into it. Really, I don't love Con Hanks either, but I prefer him to your favorite Hanks, Chet Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's America's favorite Hanks. America's best Hanks. Yeah. Just goes Hanks to show you, being raised rich really fucks you up. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know about Chet Hanks, please go ahead, turn this off immediately, and go put yourself on to Chet Hanks, um, <laughs> cultural appropriator at large. <laughs> Irie. Yes, everything's Irie with <laughs> Ned Hanks. Uh, he speaks in an island accent. Not good. Um, and then the best things I ate. I had a sourdough croissant at a bakery that opened during choir called Winner in <laughs> South Park Slope. And it was winking good. Delicious. Everything I ate from there was delicious. I loved it. Are they still there? Yeah. They have like a line out the door like all day, every day. It's quite good. In South Slope? <clears throat> yeah. That's the new neighborhood, guys. Get over there. Yeah, okay. Walk over there and get yourself a sourdough croissant at winter while you're at it. Um, also in the laminated dough family, um, friend of the pod, Jess Quinn and Trina Quinn opened uh, a pop-up called Dacha out of their home in Bedsty, wonderful humans making uh delicious like eastern european food that was some of the best stuff i had they make like dumplings all kinds of like savory pastries cakes like mind-blowing so good cute so cute is dacha a type of pastry you know what i haven't asked them what it's what it actually means so i could <laughs> speculate right now but i might say i might be wrong but that's a great question and you could be like you could be is. like it's about an abortion. <laughs> well, is it D A C H A? Yeah. Because I just typed that in, and the next thing that came up next to it was concentration camp. Oh, God. Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but it seems to have ties to Sophie's Choice. Regardless, the food is delicious. Don't let my, my ignorance deter you from going to eat food there. Oh, um, it's a country house or a cottage. Oh, okay, great. Well, the food's great. Follow them on Instagram. Um, I got a slice of Tafara for the first time in forever. So good. Never had that pizza. The best. They use nice ingredients, too, and you really can tell. It's like, it truly is good. There's a lot of things that yeah. are hyped up where I'm like, meh, whatever. But just like Papa John always says, better ingredients, better pizza. Right. Your, your <laughs> husband, Papa John. <laughs> your famous, patron saint. Famous bigot, Papa John. <laughs> My, my lover. 
famous bigot. Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like your Wikipedia. Famous bigot, Papa John. Um, I wonder what his real name is, Papa John. Could you look that up? Is his name John? Yes. Is he even a father? Yes, he is. I think of a papa as more of a grandpa. So I think he's jumping the gun a little bit. Papa John. He's more I mean, he's like probably a, a grandmother now. The man is old as hell. Is he? How old is he, Papa John? What's his last name? Is he even Italian? I have I have no love for nation's most famous bigot, <laughs> Papa well, John. He's no oh. longer. His last name is Schnatter. Oh, he's not even Italian. This fucking um, guy. Schnatter. He's no longer associated with Papa John's pizza, I'm pretty sure. I think they had to kick him out because he is a famous bigot. (laughs) Famous bigot. But he's from Indiana. He started out in Indiana. Oh, well. Interesting. I wonder if he knows Mike Pence. They probably do know each other. Anyway, all right. So he is, um, let's see, how old is this man? He is 59 years old. Wow. Older than I, I guess he could be a Papa John by this point. He <laughs> well, Papa wasn't John's a Papa. has been around since the 70s, so. Oh, so he started it when he was like 15? He definitely wasn't a Papa then. Or, I mean, I don't think he was, but I don't know that much about him. <laughs> and I don't want to. Um, The next thing that I loved eating this year was ice cream. Mm. I haven't had it since the summertime, but there was a point there where I was eating a lot of ice cream and and loving it. Making your own with freeze-dried strawberries. Remember, don't forget about your freeze-dried strawberry phase. That's true. I did get really into freeze-dried strawberries. Um, Something I'm enjoying now, I'm just going to count now as part of 2020, is every year I forget how much I love indulging and gobbling up grapefruit. Mm gobbling it i mean there's no other word for it i cut it up in the morning and i just nibble forcibly nibble at it (laughs) (laughs) it's my greatest joy a good grapefruit is so delicious it's perfect i even go when i eat it i go yum 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 (laughs) you know i'm not really a big grapefruit fan but i do like it when they broil it you know and they caramelize it and then they do other stuff with it at restaurants. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, give me some of that. Yeah. We had the grapefruit lady on here when Breton was still on the podcast. Do you remember the woman behind the grapefruit technique, the grapefruit blowjob technique? Oh, yeah. She was a guest on the podcast. She gave me an interview. That's She's incredible. A fascinating person. Her name is Auntie Angel. And she does so much to help, like, empower people to be, like, sex positive, And she's wonderful. Um, and she developed the technique where you give someone a blowjob with a grapefruit. Which can be dangerous. It seems like if the juice gets into the tip of the penis, it would be painful. But I have not yet done it. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> I could. Um, I also really enjoyed watermelon, which you'd have to have a very, very big, strong dick to do a watermelon blowjob. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man! To handle that, right? Can you yeah. imagine? No, I cannot imagine. But you can give yourself a watermelon blowjob. That's really I just feel like so sticky. I don't want to be sticky. Ooh, I love it. I don't care. I love being sticky. 
I feel like in New York, with so many pests around, you want to do everything you can to avoid any sort of sugary fruit juice landing anywhere you can't easily clean. Mm, No, I really got into watermelon more so than ever. Also reestablished a love affair that I have with iceberg lettuce. Anyone who Mm -hmm. doesn't like iceberg can just go shoo. Go sit in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You just go sit in the corner. Harsh words. Go to your room, iceberg haters. Um, and then Hermosa tortillas and Hermosa chips. Have you had these chips and tortillas? Of course. Yes. They're delicious. Very good. Oh my God. They're so good. I recommended them to my mom and she got a bag of the tortilla chips and Rob bit into one and broke his tooth. Oh my God. They are pretty tough. (laughs) I know, but like, are they that tough? Your tooth could break off. I don't think so. Yeah, when you're in your 70s, everything's just looser and softer than it was. Yeah. I didn't know your teeth got softer. I I thought they just stayed the same firmness forever. I was disturbed by this image. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I broke a tooth flossing. It happened to anyone at any time. You broke a tooth flossing? Mm Mm-hmm. What are you flossing with? Barbed wire? No, I was using regular floss. Just telling you, teeth. Easily broken. Interesting. You know, when I got my wisdom teeth pulled a couple years ago, they just really, like, plucked those things out. Like, they gave me, like, whatever, Novocaine. But I thought you would have had to take, like, uh, some kind of, like, screwdriver, drill, like, a crane, something. He just, like, took a tiny little, like, basically a tweezer and plucked that thing right out. Like, that's how easy it is to pluck a tooth out. It really made me nervous. Well... Wisdom teeth are different, too. They're not I would think they're either. harder. Some of them are. I don't know. Also, you only had local anesthetic for a wisdom tooth removal. That's my nightmare. I want to be completely unconscious. Yeah. And I, I still have my just... wisdom teeth. You do? Mm-hmm. That explains a lot about this dynamic. I don't have them. I have two. I'm two teeth stupider than you are. <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> Each and every week. Each and every week, I think people are thinking one of these dummies has two less wisdom teeth than the other one. It's me. It's me, people. Anyway, that's really all I have to say about 2020. Yeah. A year that uh, is going to probably be pretty similar to this year that we're currently in, even though everyone (laughs) thinks it just miraculously changed overnight. No. It didn't, and we know that because Ben Affleck, and his girlfriend broke up and proving there is no God. Anna de Armas, say her name, Zara. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is rude of me. Anna de Armas and her boyfriend broke up this year. <laughs> and proving to us, once again, that there is no God. No one's looking out for us. No. And yeah, Trump may be gone, but so is Ben Affleck from Anna de Armas's Armas's. <laughs> You could just be like, he's gone from Anna de Armas. Yeah, he's gone from her Anna de Armas. <laughs> Armas. Um, I am obviously glad that Trump's gone. I feel like the need to say that because I don't want anyone to be confused. But I would hope that goes without saying. You're not a Trump about- supporter. No, I'm not. No, I'm not a Trump supporter. And are you or are you not a supporter of the new radicals? <laughs> I'm a supporter of the new radicals. Um. Yeah, that one song that they had. What song are they doing at the inauguration? That's the one. 
why why this should be another red flag why why are they doing that this is like an m&m moment uh whose choice was this they're reuniting for the first time in 22 years why he's still wearing the bucket hat that he wore in the music video i don't understand is jamiroquai gonna be there also <laughs> that's like, what what's... i said i was like is jamiroquai would be a great option well virtual insanity that would be hilarious and also not white you know you know what's the thing though nicole Jamiroquai, I think Jamiroquai is white. Oh, no. Yeah, I think. Can you look it up quickly? I yeah. think that's the problem with Jamiroquai. Oh, no. <laughs> white. Oh, my God. I had a boyfriend who was really into Jamiroquai when, uh, oh, my God, he is white. He's yeah. British. Doesn't mean he's white, but he is British. <laughs> yeah. Jamiroquai is white. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. It's virtual insanity. I thought he was not. Thought he was spicy, you know. Yeah, no, he's not. He's fully white. Well, fully white. that was a great video, though. Can we all agree on that? Where the Anna? Where the, <laughs> Can we find a common furnish, ground there? Where the furniture's moving around? No, I thought I thought he was just on like one of those things at the airport. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, he's he's Portuguese. Kind of seems like you don't know a lot about Jamiroquai. He's Portuguese. <laughs> he's spicy. Kind of seems like you don't know about, a lot about Jamiroquai. What I mean, I what said are your not white, and he's half Portuguese. I guess it doesn't really mean that he's not white. <laughs> Who's the guy from Counting Crows who you love? Adam Duritz. Is that Duritz? Yeah. yeah. He's also white. <laughs> well, I knew that guy was white. I knew that he also was wearing a wig all the time. I told you that. <laughs> Broke that I wide open. About that. He wore a dread wig, guys. <laughs> there was a guy who used to come into Brucey who was like a fucking. He would drink like six Curiosity Colas while he was in there. He must have been like a former alcoholic or something. And he was like a corny ass, like 55 year old white dude. Corny. I'm sorry, dude. I don't mean to like, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, um, to blow up your spot, but I don't know your name, so it doesn't matter. But so he would come in and he would wear one day he, he would pop into the kitchen, which if you know me at all, is something I don't like uh, unless you're like a friend of mine. And even then it's questionable. But this man would come in the kitchen to ask me for things, leave his table. And a couple of times he wore one of those hats that had the dreads coming out under them to the restaurant. Really? Yes, <laughs> really. I just <laughs> he did it. And I was just like befuddled. He's like, can I get some more like that sauce stuff? And I was just like, I can't even believe what I'm saying right now. Somebody take my wife. <laughs> also, six curiosity colas. That's like four hundred dollars. I know. I mean, and that man's name was Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you picture Ben Affleck wearing one of those like hats with dreadlocks coming out of it? That's probably why they broke up. I definitely can picture him. She's like, you're perfect, but I can't, I can't stand this, this look. Ben Affleck <laughs> is not perfect. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think he's, I don't think he's perfect. He can't even do a Boston accent and he's from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I watched just like hazing Ben Affleck, the most like irrelevant <laughs> old guy around. I watched this movie recently. I don't know why I watched it. Sometimes I'll just watch movies that I know I'm going to hate just because it's funny. Mm -hmm. But I watched this movie called The Company Men. 
Have you oh seen man, it? that movie sucks. It's because Kevin Costner's in it. That's yeah, why you so watched it. Kevin Costner's in it. He's hot. Ben Affleck is in it. Tommy Lee Jones, also wonderful. Um, there's actually a great cast. Uh, Chris, what's his name? Chris Collins? Who's the guy who's in Adaptation? I don't know. Oh, what's that guy's name? Who does he play in that movie? Chris Klein? No, that's an actor from the 2000s. He's the guy who kills himself. Chris I'd... Christopherson? Damn it! No. Can you look up who this man is? Look up Adaptation, and then we'll find out his name. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter who he is. <laughs> I have to know. Anyway, this movie is just like about like when the economy started to collapse in 2008 and uh, about all these like rich white men who could no longer afford to live in mansions and we're supposed to like feel bad for them. It's like Ben Affleck has to like sell his Porsche and we're like meant to like cry for him. I'm just like, I can't believe it's also OK. First of all, it Chris Cooper, ha- Chris Cooper is his name. Thank it doesn't the pass the battle. Like the women in this movie don't exist, basically. Yeah. Um, Except for Tommy Lee Jones' mistress. What's her name? Diane Lane? <laughs> no, but she looks like a young Diane Lane. Uh, I actually like that actress. Um, and it's boring. It's so motherfucking it's boring. And I just, I was watching it just like incredulous of like, why did this movie get made? Who is this movie for? Who needs to feel bad for these rich white men? I mean, I understand losing your job is difficult no matter who you are, but like. <laughs> sure. I, but, like, a whole movie dedicated to it as though, like, of all the people we need to feel bad for in the world, this this is literally the last group of people. People who are investment bankers and hedge fund managers losing their job. Oh, and then job. poor Kevin Costner trying to do a Boston accent. Why? Oh, yeah, that's bad. Why? Listen, Casey, we love you. You're super hot and amazing. You can't do accents, though. You can't. No. You can't do any accent. <laughs> and you stop trying halfway through every movie that you try to do an accent. And then everybody <laughs> notices. Also, can't they just be like, oh... He doesn't have an accent because he went to college in France or something. And just explain it away really quick. And then wonder if like, he can do a good French accent. No, we cannot. <laughs> He's like bonjour, <laughs> bonjour, comment ça va? Um, all right, should we end the show now? Yeah, now that we finally talked about everyone's been on everyone's <laughs> mind, what we think of the company men, we can finally end this year interview. Right. Everyone wanted to know, will they talk about the company men? They've never mentioned it. What do they think about it? They must have an opinion. And I think we have talked about it before. (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) I'm perishing. It's really funny. Well, I hope you guys all had a really fun time. I know that I did. Um, And yeah, hasta la pasta 2020. Farewell. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. 
just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.